Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Rolando Ferreira, Mitch the Bitch Richmond, Joey Devine, Eric Lechner, Sylvester Gray, Sean Keen, Barry Sumter. Special Patreons, Scott Carter Aldred, thank you Scott, Peter Linham, thank you Peter, musical guest Paul Revere and the Raiders, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with an absolutely packed episode this week. I am this is really a lot. Yeah. I am so excited about this uh, this episode. But first, before we get to that, some business at Round Rock Pod on Twitter at Round Rock Pod on Instagram. Patreon.com slash RoundRockPod if you feel like uh, giving us some of your terrible stimulus package uh, later on this month. Um, and uh, RoundRockPod at gmail.com. Um, Sean, how are you? I'm all right, you know. No? Working. Working uh, from home. Are you Staying at home, eating from home. Yeah. Are you excited to watch Steph Curry talk to Dr. Fauci live on Instagram tomorrow? <laughs> I am. Uh, you know, I was usually I'm a DJ D nice man. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? That is his name. Is yeah. that that's Joe Biden's favorite DJ? Yeah, that is Joe Biden's favorite DJ's name. But but I'll make an exception. I'll, I'll put it in between my uh, my Instagram live yoga workouts, my Instagram live uh, open mic comedy sets. 
throw in uh, Steph and the Doctor, and they go right into um, you know an Instagram Live DJ dance party. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. Um, but like I said, we've got a giant show this week. Um, yeah. We've got magician Ben Seidman and host of the Scattered podcast, Chris Garcia. But first, before, before we get to that, we've got to do some news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. Our one big piece of news is, of course, Paul Millsap's TikTok account. That's true. <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd think that Paul Millsap is actually too old to have a TikTok account. Uh, it's true. Um, but... He's in the NBA, so he's automatically grandfathered in. Well, I and guess Paul he's... Paul probably is a grandfather. He's probably... <laughs> He's probably too old to stream on Twitch, but not old enough, uh, but just the right age for TikTok now, I guess, right? Yeah, it's really, the age has to be spiking so much during this outbreak. I've seen a lot of people doing a lot of terrible dances recently. We need to flatten the curve on uh, the age (laughs) of TikTok accounts. But um, we're, we're, we're we're overwhelming America's resources right now. More importantly, though, I do think it's a real testament to Paul Millsap that in a time when the NBA is not happening... Uh, he's figured out a way for me to be the most excited about him as a, the, he's my most exciting NBA player right now, because you know what he's doing on TikTok, Sean? <laughs> I do, but please tell me. <laughs> he's doing magic tricks. Yes. <laughs> uh, he makes, uh, things disappear on TikTok, um, uh-huh. and not, not like, uh, I mean, I guess last year you could say he made, uh, the Cronkies $20 million disappear, right? <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> but, look, we are not qual. we're comedians, so we are not qualified to talk about magic tricks at all, which is why we've brought in an expert, Sean, we talked to a magician oh, about man. Paul Millsap's magic, uh, uh <laughs> we we found it we found a friend of ours named Ben Sideman. Uh he's he invented tricks for Chris Angel. He's been on Netflix's Brainchild. He was on Penn and Teller Fool Us. He's a real magician. This guy's legit. Yeah. So uh let's talk to him right now about those fucking these Paul Millsap magic tricks, baby. <laughs> so we're here with Ben Seidman, who's a magician, you might recognize him from Penn and Teller Fool Us. Ben, did you did you fool Penn and Teller, or did they uh, did they catch you? You know, in the moment, they didn't hint enough for me to really know, and so I just kind of said, "Hey, thanks for having me. You guys know," but uh, I didn't really know. And then I had dinner with Teller later, and uh, I totally partially fooled them. I could have gotten the trophy if I had fought, but I respect those guys too much to. Uh, I respect those guys too much to, like, go up against them on their own show. So I was just stoked to do the show. Uh, he's also from the Netflix show Brainchild. He in- helped Chris Angel mind freak us all by inventing his mind freak tricks. Um, ben, my one question I have for you about Chris Angel is, uh, is the greatest trick that Chris Angel ever pulled uh, making people think that new Metal is still cool? 
<laughs> e my answer yes <laughs> um but the reason we have a magician on the show is because for those of you that don't know the biggest news going on in the world right now is of course denver nuggets power forward paul Millsap has a uh a TikTok account, and this week he's posted two magic tricks. Uh, I'm hoping for more. I'm constantly refreshing Paul Millsap's uh, TikTok account, which, by the way, is one of the worst-named social media accounts I've ever seen. Uh, it's PM underscore Joker. Oh, sorry. PM underscore Baby Joker 4. <laughs> <laughs> that's an onion article is what that is um so what i did is i sent ben paul Millsap's two magic tricks and i want to ask ben first off is paul Millsap any good at magic well first let me start by saying that he's spent less time learning to do magic than i have trying to play basketball and i am not good at basketball so let's get that right out of the way first like i hadn't even i hadn't even remembered playing basketball until we started this conversation and and i think that's because you know when you have a an experience that's so traumatic that your brain blocks it out intentionally mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think i like childbirth i think that happened because i when we started talking i remembered that i played basketball in sixth grade at milwaukee jewish day school so you can imagine <laughs> how well that went uh, so, you know, it's, I, I have a sordid past in basketball, so I, I can't, I can't down talk the guy too much because I, I mean, I just, the more I think about that, the more I remember struggling. Like the only mm -hmm. Jewish guy who's good at basketball is Adam Sandler and he was not on our team. <laughs> so that was, that was super stressful for me. I remember like I was in sixth grade and the guy I was guarding was in eighth grade and he had been held back twice. Uh -oh. Okay. Yeah, that guy's going to be better than you at basketball. Yeah, he's just based really on uh, yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been yeah, spending I mean, his time not learning uh, books. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like at that point, I had I hadn't even really hit puberty, and he had a full beard. You know, like like I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't masturbated yet, and this guy has been divorced twice. So it was like <laughs> yeah. the entire time, and so I have this like, and whenever I think of basketball, I just like I shudder it out. But I I was willing to think about this because I was like, oh, this guy's doing magic. This is cool. So I was excited to see them. I was nervous that I would have to download TikTok to do that, but luckily <laughs> there are other sources yeah, he online. Also, double posts them to Instagram. So yeah, yeah. thank God. <laughs> Look, people need to see these tricks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was so l let me say that I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was worried that it was going to be a train wreck. Normally when non-magicians do magic, it's just a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was a disaster. I think there's some good stuff there. I think he he had some some heart in it. Like I love the the fact that he did the trick with the coin with a French bulldog on his lap. Yeah, like he does. Do, he does make a coin disappear while having a French bulldog on his lap. Yeah, that yeah, is I mean, correct. That's genius. <laughs> like magicians have been using doves for years, and like let's. I mean, everyone hates birds. No one likes birds. They're yeah. terrible, right? A French bulldog, great look for a trick. Uh, so so yeah, I loved that about it, and I think that disappearing coin trick. 
um, I'm not going to go into the the method, of course. I don't want to. I don't want to mm-hmm. tip the secret. You'd um, be breaking the magician's code. Yeah, you're not wearing a mask right now, like the masked magician. So you can't. Well, I am. I'm wearing a surgical mask. But that's <laughs> so what's going on in the world. I'm at home and I'm wearing rubber gloves, but that's a different story. Uh, yeah, uh, he's. Look, the the coin trick is well executed. I think it was good. I I think the cheesy choice of magic music in the background uh-huh. is really great. Um, <laughs> and I think that trick looks awesome. I actually I don't really have any notes. I think no notes. It's great. All right. So his second that was his second foray into the world of magic. Well, he's, now by that time he's a pro. You know. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. The he's, expectations are a little higher. Yeah. He's yeah. playing uh, twenty four karat magic by Bruno Mars in that one. Uh, very loud. In as as is the <laughs> style of TikTok. Um, <laughs> and then and that's what magicians do, right? Just the loudest possible song that has magic in the title. That's the perfect soundtrack. <laughs> Well, if you're not good, yes, that's what you do. <laughs> and I'm not, and that's not a judgment on him. I think that's a fine choice for him. I think if you are a professional magician and you're doing that, uh, you should get hit by a car. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for him, I think it's great. And it works because, you know, he's not a professional magician. He's a professional basketball player who's great at his job. Yeah. Uh, this is just a, a side gig. But I wanted to talk about that one first uh, because... That one was my favorite of the two. I'm kind of, uh, I'm consuming Paul's magic tricks like the movie Memento. I'm starting at the end, uh, working my way backwards through the two, which is his current body of work, which I think is, is you know, impressive for an amateur. Uh, so yeah, I think that one's great. Well, let's talk about, is it a match or a toothpick he makes disappear in his first trick then? Who could say? It's true. It's hard to tell. <laughs> He makes a little wooden stick disappear in his first trick. And I'm guessing, Ben, based on how you frame this, uh, you have more critiques of that trick. Yeah. Well, I really think that... So <laughs> so this trick is... Neither of these are really hard from a sleight of hand standpoint, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, this one's a little bit harder. It requires a little bit more uh, thought in the moment when performing it. And there's just like a couple of little tweaks that he could make that would um, that would take this from where it is to being, I think, really, really great. Uh, that being said, I don't think it's bad. I think it I think it totally works. And it's kind of what you'd expect if someone who doesn't actually do this started learning the tricks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you just adjusted a couple little tiny things... Um, it would take it from, I would say, a strong C plus B minus all the way up to an A. Hey, look, C plus for someone's first magic trick is still pretty good, I think. Uh Dude, he's wearing a striped shirt and a striped hat. One of them Uh is horizontal, one of them is vertical. (laughs) And that's like, I don't know if that's supposed to be misdirection, but it kind of works. So the the main thing I wanted to ask is, so Paul Millsap is... A very, how do I say this while being nice? Uh, He's a very boring basketball player in that he doesn't really do anything fancy on the court. Right. He's a very fundamental player. Yeah, he famously, there's a point when he... Well, uh, I want to, we'll ask, we'll we'll talk about street ball Paul in a minute. Uh, if okay. that's what you were going to bring up, Sean, because my next question gonna is going to be about Streetball Paul. Uh-huh. But um, so I wanted to ask 
first off is uh how are his fundamentals as a magician i mean i think the fundamentals are all there which mm-hmm. is not a good sign for the art of magic <laughs> but i say this i say this because uh, anyone can just kind of learn a couple of really easy to do tricks and just kind of get through them and um and, you know and that's that's part of the problem where you know most magicians it's it's hard to go from fine to great that's mm-hmm. a giant a giant leap but i think the fundamentals are look he likes what he's doing He's stoked about it. He wants to share it with people. He chose, he had a great choice of material, which is great. He didn't try to learn something that was way too hard. Um, you know, he's, he started where he should with some basic tricks. So I think, I think the fundamentals are all there. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, how that translates to him as a, as a b-ball player. Obviously, that's more your area of expertise mm-hmm. than mine. So, I mean, does that hold true for him on the court? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the next thing I wanted to bring up is Paul Millsap, again, very boring basketball player. A few years ago, he was going to play in the All-Star game. And the All-Star game is a place where, fun, like, you don't want to be boring. And he gave a real long interview where he was like, no, no, I'm going to prove I'm not boring. I'm going to go from being Paul Millsap to, and then he dubbed himself Streetball Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his whole his whole real thing as a basketball player is like, well, this guy, he doesn't need to dunk. He's just going to play defense. Uh, he's going to do the right stuff, but but no... No flash, yeah, really. And then um, he de- he declared he was in an all star game. He was going to become street ball Paul uh-huh. and do a lot of flashy stuff, and then proceeded to do zero flashy things uh-huh. <laughs> in said all star game. I think he had like two points and a rebound. <laughs> yeah, he was just whipping the ball around uh, out there and not really shooting himself. Yeah, so well, my- maybe. Maybe by streetball, Paul, maybe when he was trying to bring in more streetball, what he meant by that was he was going to spend more time just kind of like hanging out and chatting with his friends, maybe like <laughs> drinking a Gatorade. I don't know. When I picture streetball, I imagine it's a little less serious. Mm-hmm. So is that that's probably not what he was getting at. <laughs> Calling next. That's what he'd spent most yeah. of the game doing. <laughs> um, just doing random layups when it's not his time to have the ball just to kill time. So my... What I wanted to do is I wanted to give him a magic name similar to Streetball Paul. Uh-huh. And I wanted to ask Ben, what is a better na- nickname for this uh, this iteration of Paul Millsap? Is it, Prest- well, is it Prestige Paul or, uh-huh. uh, or Street Magic Paul? <laughs> I mean, if he you, if you really wants to like go hard on the alliteration, he could legally change his name to Jack to try to get the rhyme to sort of work and go from street ball Paul to street magic Jack. I mean, you could do something. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Something yeah. like that. But like, to be perfectly honest with you, street ball Paul sounds like a magician. If I was at the magic castle and uh, if I was at the magic castle in Hollywood and someone said, this is my friend street ball Paul, he does a sick silk vanish. I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so the, another thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, Paul Millsap has, of course, because he's a giant man, he has giant hands. 
Is mm-hmm. that uh, is that good for magic or bad for magic? Oh, that is a huge advantage. Mm. Um, I I have tiny little tiny little koala paws, <laughs> and uh, and so I've had to work that much harder to be an advanced sleight of hand performer. When you have really big hands, it allows you. It's it's just a it's like more tools in your toolbox almost. Mm-hmm. So he has more potential, I think, to learn some knuckle busters, as we call them in the business, pieces <laughs> of hand that are are actually mm-hmm. like really difficult. I actually think he might have the hands to do it. I don't know if he wants to put in the time, but you know, Paul, if you are listening to this right now, I am willing to give you some Skype lessons pro bono because oh my god you like you seem like a cool guy <laughs> and uh, as much as i've been kidding around i uh, you know i do comedy in my show this is what i do i think that it's awesome that you're putting magic into the world and if you want some uh, some tips without uh, without all the jokes i'd be happy to throw a couple your way that is an amazing That's offer awesome and I, it might happen. You never, I mean, it, you never know who's going to hear this. And also, he's got some time right now. He really you know what does. I mean? Like yeah. he's... <laughs> the only thing that I would ask in return is that I get one video for his TikTok, because I don't have one, of him lifting me up into the air so I can dunk. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, literally all I want in return. Well, I think that is a perfect place to end this conversation. <laughs> Uh, ben, do you want to give Paul Millsap your uh, Twitter handle if you have one? Yeah, I mean, Paul, I'm on Instagram more than Twitter, so you can just DM me. And uh, my name is Ben Seidman, B-E-N, and the last name is S-E-I-D-M-A-N. So just at Ben Seidman. If you DM me, Paul, one, it will completely blow my mind. <laughs> but two, I would be happy to uh, to send you some tricks, uh, teach you some new ones, give you some tips, and uh, and get the second career of yours off the ground, man. Do you have an idea for a trick, the first trick you'd like to teach him? Like, what's it called? Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. I haven't thought about that. If this was, if we were actually being serious here and I was going to coach him, I would spend some time thinking about it. I would actually ask him some questions to figure <laughs> out some things about him to try to craft the best next thing for him to learn that would be the easiest thing uh, for him where he's at his hands and, uh, you know, so that his success rate is really strong and he feels confident to, uh, to blow all his fans' minds. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Ben. We'll come back to you with any other magic-related NBA questions. Oh, I cannot uh, wait. (laughs) We can see other guys try this. Yeah, yeah. oh, for sure. Look, the NBA, it's full of guys with giant hands, and if that is one of the best places, one of the best assets for magic, you never know. These guys might (laughs) just be constantly pumping out tricks. I mean, it's a good place to start if you have big hands. I mean, they could put us all out of business. And also, and also, just just to like, you know, all kidding aside, there's only a handful of black magicians out there that I know. There's there's uh-huh. like room in the marketplace. Like, magic is lacking diversity in a kind of disgusting way. I would love to see this guy actually. I mean, if Paul actually got super serious and started doing more of these, I'd be thrilled. Dude, that would be the greatest second huh. career, like second act of an NBA player's career yeah. ever. Oh my <laughs> god, he could he could schedule a tour schedule around his games, like does yeah. the game, and then he goes and goes and does a showroom at night. That would crush. 
All right. Thanks a lot, Ben. Can you <laughs> tell our listeners where uh, they can see more of you? Uh, well, uh, whenever I do magic tricks on TV, I post them on my YouTube channel. So if you just look for Ben Seidman uh, on YouTube, I've got a little channel. You can check out some of the videos I've made. And, uh, and also, if you want to reach out, just say hi on Instagram. Uh, perfect. Thanks a lot, Ben. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Thank guys. God. All right. What an excellent talk with Ben Seidman, Sean. Uh, I hope he was more, great. I hope more <laughs> NBA players do magic tricks so we can talk to him on the show more. Um, but, and again, if you're listening, Paul Millsap, take him up. Get the free coaching. He's out there. He's on Instagram. He's on YouTube. He's easy to find. Um, now, Sean, we have to talk about mybookie.ag. Sean, March has arrived, and it's time to score big on the nonstop action with mybookie. They offer mm-hmm. live betting on lots of things not necessarily games even though sports are uh aren't going but sean did you know you can bet on almost anything including the democratic nomination the presidential election even the name of the next pope my bookie caters to all players whether you research each matchup or fill out your bracket based on the mascots my bookie has something for you uh, and you know what, Sean? I've been looking around, and I think I've found the bet for you on mybookie.ag. Are you oh, ready for please. this? I'm excited. Uh, it's what rapper will replace Flavor Flav in Public Enemy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> uh, because remember, Bernie Sanders broke up Flavor Flav. Bernie uh, Sanders Public broke Enemy. up Public Enemy. One yeah. of his main... He's, he's trying to yeah. break up the banks. He's <laughs> trying to break up Public Enemy. Um... Do you know who's lead, uh, leading on the board right now? Your leader is somebody like, weird, it, I, I think. I would, okay, if I had to guess, I'm uh, a, a humpty hump from Digital Underground. No, that would be tight, though. Uh, Ad Rock <laughs> from the Beastie Boys is minus 200. Wow. I don't think he's going to join Public Enemy. What are Mike D's odds? Uh, Mike D is way lower. So, um,. Some other favorites include Ice T at plus one seventy five, Be Real from Bone Thugs and Harmony at plus no, two hundred, or so, from Cypress Hill. Cyprus sorry, yeah, yeah. at plus two hundred. I I meant that for some reason. Yeah. I uh, KRS one at plus two fifty. Okay, that would be amazing. Um, Slick Rick at plus three hundred. Okay, you know what I think the best bet on the board is though. What's that? Flava Flav returns for plus 325. Yeah, man. If he just goes to rehab or something, it's not like... <laughs> uh, Mike, but, D know, is, the... Mike D has the same odds as Africa Baby Bam at <laughs> plus 275. So, I mean, if, if Bernie Sanders is no longer running for president, mm-hmm. either because he is the president or he's a senator again, doesn't that remove a lot of the tension, apparently? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm pulling it up right now. So, here are I'll some... T- I'll oh, tell you oh. this. Kanye West is not going to join. Yeah, I'm Kanye West is at plus 450. Uh, most Def also not joining Public Enemy. He at, is not. Uh, uh, plus 425. You know who might join Public Enemy, though, in his plus 425? Who's that? Zach LaRocha from Rage Against the Machine. It wouldn't be the craziest thing I'd ever heard. Aren't they reuniting? <laughs> yes, they um, are. Okay, um, <laughs> here's a bet I like. Plus 650, Bismarcky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Here's the one I really like, though. First off, Lauren Hill is plus 1250. Oh, my God. She she can't show up for Lauren Hill concerts. I don't think she's going to show up to be Flavor Flav. But here is easily my favorite bet on the board. Are you ready? First off. Sorry, I just saw the Fresh Prince on here at oh. plus eighteen hundred. I don't think he's gonna do it. I do think you're throwing your money away <laughs> if you think Will Smith is going to join Public Enemy. <laughs> but the one I like, oh, it's not even on the board anymore. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah? At one point, uh, a hologram of Tupac was on the board, and it, oh had, better, it had better odds than a hologram of Flavor Flav. That's incredible. <laughs> um, for some reason, you can bet on um, Scott Ian was- of Anthrax. <laughs> did they did they do a show a song together on the Judgment Night? I believe they did. Maybe? Yeah, that's okay, probably so that's the- <laughs> Why do you think Play is on here at plus 2,400, but not Kid? Kid is on here. His <laughs> odds are just much better. He's plus 1,500. Um, either I way, <laughs> I would, I personally would bet on Flava Flav returning at plus 325. Yeah. Um, that seems like the best... <laughs> Uh, I love the MF Doom bet, though. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird... <laughs> That's almost as weird as Scott Ian of Anthrax joining. Uh, other things you can bet on, you can bet on TV shows. Uh, mm-hmm. You can bet on who's gonna die on Ozark. Yeah, first uh-huh. to perish on Ozark. Which is... That's a cool bet, I gotta say. <laughs> Also, uh, you can bet on which uh, movie studio has the first coronavirus movie. Mm-hmm. And the leader is Warner Brothers, nudging out <laughs> Disney very slightly. I agree with that. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ROUNDROCK for a 50% deposit bonus. Just because sports isn't happening doesn't mean you don't have to bet on, you don't have to, uh, bet on things. Uh, that's promo code ROUNDROCK. You get a 50% uh, deposit bonus. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? That's mybookie.ag, promo code ROUNDROCK. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie, and a hologram of Flava Flav. <laughs> hmm it's time to talk to our friend Chris Garcia from the oh, Scattered Podcast, which was the best podcast of the last year, by far. Better than this one. <laughs> what? I mean, yes. Yes, it was. Um, it was produced with WNYC. Chris is one of our oldest friends. It's He's- possibly the only podcast my mom has ever listened to. Yeah. I At think- least, certainly, she's never listened to all the episodes of anything else. Um. Again, including this one, which has nearly 200 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, last week, we decided without March Madness, uh, it was up to us to decide who the college basketball champion is. We had Josh Androsky on, uh, and we figured out that the first half of the bracket for the final four will be John Tesh, Mm -hmm. Entertainment Tonight host, uh, musical genius, Uh uh, 
invented the name of this podcast. Wrote the theme song for Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Uh, versus Gary Webb, uh-huh. uh, tragic reporter, uh-huh. um, who figured out that the CIA was uh, indirectly and directly responsible for the crack cocaine epidemic in uh, the U.S. But we need to figure out the fir- the second half of our bracket, and that's what Chris Garcia is here for. So we did that. Here's us and Chris talking March Madness Part 2. Last week, you heard it, we were here with Josh Androsky. We did the first half of the bracket, but it's time to continue to decide... Who won this year's college basketball championship? Uh, we're here with one of my best friends. One of the great podcasters in the world, actually. I'll uh, hush that fuss. Chris Garcia from The Scattered Podcast. Uh, Chris, hey. how are you? Hey, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to help you uh, make history today. Yeah. Are, are, have you ever made history before? Uh, no, I, I've built a mystery before, but I have uh-huh. never made history before. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so the way this is going to work, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I took the low seeds and picked a uh, uh, an alumni, although a lot of times they didn't actually graduate. They were just sort of hanging around like John Hankley Jr. in Texas Tech. Um, <laughs> Sean took the high seeds. And uh Sean, should we start at the Midwest bracket? Wait, are, are you guys are you guys super nerds? Am I gonna have to bring Google into this sometime? No, I no, think no. I we'll like explain I it. I think I mean either either you will know the person or I mean we're trying to pick a good alumni who's gonna win. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, who's John Hinckley Jr.? Uh he tried to kill Ronald Reagan in oh, the eighties. Okay. Right. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Jared Leto got really fat and played him in a terrible movie. <laughs> okay, good, great. I'll pull up Google. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Um, all right, so Sean, let's start at the Midwest, right? Yeah, let's start at the Midwest okay. bracket. So our first matchup is number one Kansas versus number 16 Siena. I had the 16 seed and uh, no actual famous people went to Siena. But uh-huh. a fictional character did, and I think she's going to be difficult to beat in this tournament. Starting for number 16, Sienna, is Detective Olivia Benson from the Special Ooh. Victims Unit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I think the most famous real person from Sienna is uh, Wayne LaPierre. The head of the NRA. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, Ooh. so Ooh, it, okay. He creates. Yeah, he creates a lot of special victims. Um, <laughs> so, so my 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 um, I had Kansas here, and look, it was very tempting to take Dr. James Naismith, the inventor of basketball itself. <laughs> um, Bob Dole is ineligible because he was actually on the basketball team and we're not picking any athletes. Yep. Ah. Um, and while I was very tempted to go with Paul Rudd, everyone's favorite, I'm going with, um, Broadway legend, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daryl Morey, go on round ball. This is, uh, I'm going to say a rough 
This is a much harder choice right off the bat for uh, our friend, comedian, podcaster, writer, Chris Garcia. Chris. Man, at first I thought this was a switch. <laughs> I thought this was like, oh God, Olivia Benson's got, I mean, how can you beat her? It's impossible. And it, it might be anti, it might be misogynistic and anti-feminist to beat her, but I mean, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> the man looks good in tights. The guy is like, I mean, he the way he's aged in in Homeland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's oh, Battleship man. Patinkin, baby. He's Battleship, and his and he's also has his name is just beautiful. Like if you don't even know what Mandy Patinkin looks like. And you hear the name Mandy Patinkin, and you're asked to draw Mandy Patinkin. You would draw Manny Mat- Mandy Patinkin, no problem. He would. He's and he's got, and he's got a lady's name. So that's yeah. pretty. I mean, the, the guy's an ally. I'm gonna give it to Mandy Patinkin. I right think here. that's I the give right choice. Mandy. I think he's gonna be tough to beat. That he is, was. He is truly a number one seed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah, he's he's uh, he had to quit Criminal Minds because it was too violent for him. He played Inigo Montoya and Legend George in Sunday in the Park with George. Come on, <laughs> um, uh, okay. yeah, Enigma Montoya. Well, you know it's a strike. He's taking a job from a Latino actor. Oh, so he is true. not bulletproof. He is not bulletproof. <laughs> So maybe quell your high hopes for the number one seed here. Yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. You put your, you know, you put a bullet hole in your own guy here. All right. So here we go. <laughs> We're moving on to number two, Creighton versus number fifteen, Little Rock. I had Little Rock, and the only famous person who actually went there was Derek Fisher, and uh, fuck Derek Fisher. So I uh-huh. went with. Julia. Many women have. Many wives have. Many wives have. Uh, Julie Adams, the star of the original, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, okay, so number two, Creighton 4, number two does not have a lot of famous alumni. Um, some of the choices were the bass player from Cursive and uh, an astronaut who exploded. <laughs> So I'm going with um, murdered DNC staffer Seth Rich. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! This is uh, this is you know wow. What can I say about this? Is a complicated. I you know I thought it was going to be like. Seth Rogen uh, versus Bill Nye the Science Guy or some shit like this. Now this is you know this is tough. Uh, I mean, Ju- Creature of the Black Lagoon doesn't do a lot for me. I mean, I've taken a shower in the last five days. I wear, I wear more than just t-shirts. I've never had a ponytail. Not doing a lot for me here. Uh, Seth Rich, I'm gonna go. R.I.P. Seth Rich. <laughs> <laughs> John, you're on a roll. John, you're on a roll. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm feeling good about uh, my chances here, I'm going to say. We've got number three, Seton Hall, versus number 14, Eastern Washington. And Eastern Washington had some pretty good ones. I could have <laughs> went Colin Coward. 
I could have went Cooper Cup, but uh-huh. none of those motherfuckers created Spawn, so I went with Todd McFarlane, baby! <laughs> <laughs> the man who bought all the home run balls. Uh, the dumbest, the, the dumbest cartoon drawer in the world, oh. Todd McFarlane. Co- if cocaine could draw Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> that's who I chose. Sean, who did number three Seton Hall have? Uh, Seton Hall did not have wonderful alumni. Um, so, uh, Dick Vitale is ineligible. Um, I almost went with Governor Chris Christie. I almost went with Robert Davi. I went with, uh, West Wing and Psych star Dulé Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, that's Dulé. Oh, I would like god. to point out, Dulé Hill did not create Spawn and does not own... <laughs> These steroid home run balls. Oh man, I love I love Dulé Hill, and he's just got a face that is so human that you just want in an actor. But he didn't draw something. He didn't draw something that like you know coming up with something that looks like uh, Deadpool fucked Chris Angel is a special place. It is special. It is a special person. So I, I'm gonna have to give it to Todd on this one. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the character Todd McFarlane caricature cartoon freak. I think he's, <laughs> I, he takes it. He takes it. All right, that moves us on to number four, Wisconsin versus number thirteen, North Texas. I had North Texas, and look, I could have went Roy Orbison. Ooh. I could have went Doctor yeah. Phil. Oh, wow. But you know who I went instead? Who? Stone Cold Steve Austin, baby! (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. I I really thought you were going to... My prediction was that uh, you were going to choose vampire author Anne Rice. I I did think (laughs) about it. (laughs) Um, So, my choices here... um, Almost went with Michael Mann, almost went with Frank Lloyd Wright, but uh, eventually, in a narrow choice, I picked the Zucker Brothers from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost picked Errol Morris, and then I was like, why don't I be honest with myself and what I truly enjoy? It's the Zucker Brothers. Oh my god. So well, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the guys who created Airplane and the Naked Gun. <laughs> Oh, man, I love those movies. I mean, I watched Naked Gun the other day, and it's like this pandemic never happened. That's how (laughs) much I love that movie and Leslie Nielsen. But unfortunately, the Zucker Brothers website isn't called (laughs) BrokenSkullRanch.com, which is Steve Austin could have gone with SteveAustin.com. Steve Austin could have gone with Austin 316. He went, he was like, that's my past life. I'm BrokenSkullRanch.com, and that's why he, to me, right now, he's the breakaway contender. I think he's good. He can go. He can go deep. At least to the Elite Eight. That's what I'm saying. All right. (laughs) That moves us on to (laughs) number 12, Liberty, versus number 5, Auburn. And I I had Liberty, and you know what? This was a difficult one, because that is not a real school. (laughs) 
is it oh is it a grand theft auto university kind of yeah um but But what like but like the grand theft is like from the u.s treasury yeah um but i did find out uh he's one of vegas's biggest stars uh he's definitely america's uh got talent's biggest star uh, he's a man whose puppets are less racist than Jeff Dunham's. Terry Fador, the uh, ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, you might know him from, uh, ads in the, the Burbank airport. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, uh, I fly out of Burbank to do shows all the time, and it makes me regret being a comedian every time I see his face holding that microphone surrounded by those... They're kind of perverted looking puppets. They are to be definitely perverted. They look like they're horny, puppets. and he has sex with them. Um, so, I mean, Sean, you could basically pick Osama bin Laden, and you would win this round. But what do you what do you got? Um, so Auburn, I have Auburn. They have a lot of people. Um, you know, I was very tempted to go with Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Tim Cook of Apple is ineligible because he and Kevin Durant hang out and he probably has the coronavirus right now. Um, I went with a different great Jimmy. I went with Jimmy Wales, founder of Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, hmm. How, well, how else would I know who most of these people are without Jimmy Wales? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm gonna have to give this one to Jimmy. Jimmy Pedia. He could have called it Jimmy Pedia. His nickname is Jimbo. His uh his middle name is Donald, no D. It's Jimmy Donald Wales. And how do I know that? By looking it up on his fucking website, Wikipedia. <laughs> this guy's coming in strong. He is a str- he is strong. I, I I give this to Jimmy Wales, no problem. All right, that moves us on to number 11, Indiana versus number 6, BYU. Uh, I had Indiana, and I think uh, this guy's going to be tough to beat. Um, He beat out uh, the most famous crossword puzzle designer, Will Shorts. But I went with... Jonathan Banks, the man who plays Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty... That's that's amazing. Sean, who does BYU have at number six? Uh, Wicker Man director Neil LeBute. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is so tough. Oh, my God, the Wicker Man. Oh, I've seen so many clips from that, and it's <laughs> the bees, the oh, and he's the oh man, oh this is really tough. I really thought it was going to be impossible to beat Mike because <laughs> uh, he's a legend. And I mean, if I was on a deserted island, I would Mike. I want, I would want Mike with me. Mm-hmm. But I'd also probably watch The Wicker Man every day to make me feel better. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jonathan Banks here. Good choice, because uh, Neil LeBute oh, is no, one no, of... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Actually, I meant... Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Neil LeBute. I'm sure. sorry. I, I messed that up. One of, Hollywood's, on one of Hollywood's great misogynists goes through. All right. Um. I, hey, hey. You got to let a player play. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Hey, look, look, he's, you're hey, in look. the company of men now. Yeah, you are in the company of men. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, I kind of take that one back, but I'll stand, I'll stand by it. I'll stand by it. All right, we have number seven, Providence, versus number 10, Arizona State, next. Uh, I had Arizona State, and um, I almost went Linda Ronstadt. Uh-huh. Oh, an but angel from heaven. There was another angel from heaven who went to Arizona State. Uh, she invented a machine that hugs cows and Frankie people. Muniz? Fucking Temple Grandin, baby. <laughs> Temple Grandin starting for Arizona State. <laughs> Wait, Temple Grandin? Um, okay, got Okay, word. Um, so I, I went with... Um, Providence. I almost picked a uh, double Oscar winner, Peter Farrelly, but I went with uh, David Angel, creator of Frasier and Wings, <laughs> who died in 9 11. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Keith, pulling out my heartstrings. Okay, so this round is difficult. This is like a sentimentality we have, round. We have, uh, you know, an inventor, a professor, a best-selling author, rock star, most and, famous um, autistic autism, person, autism yeah. spokesperson here, <laughs> versus <laughs> the man <laughs> who created <laughs> Fraser Crane. Ah, uh, you know what? I love Fraser. I'm gonna go with David. Yeah, Angel I think that's the right and, choice. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he died in 9/11. <laughs> to be on to be on one of those planes, to be piloting one of those planes, and be the <laughs> and to work on Frasier, I mean, that's amazing to jump in that cockpit and be the only white Taliban guy. Um, that must be very difficult on him and his family. The man, I mean, he's an angel. I, I, I say give it to him. I say give him the whole damn thing. <laughs> what he did for our country. All right. That leads us to the last of our opening round games in this bracket. St. Mary's number at eight versus Rutgers at nine. I had Rutgers, and I think this is maybe my strongest contender in the entire bracket. Uh, For Rutgers, I am starting Tony Soprano himself, James motherfucking Gandolfini, baby. Wow. 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 Amazing. Okay, so so I had St. Mary's, and uh, I almost went for uh, Mahershala Ali, uh, the basketball player, great actor. But I went with a better basketball player and a better actor from that same team, comedian Reggie Steele. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Let me put it like this. Uh, wow, that's tough. I mean... Ah. So Sean went with our friend, Reggie Steele, who is up against uh, one of the greatest actors of all time, James Gandolfini. <laughs> you know, if this was a contest to vote who looked like they smelled like salami without being in the same room as them, you know, I would go with James Gandolfini. I've never seen The Sopranos. I have seen Reggie Steele wear his hat backwards and do... Great stand-up comedy on stage. I'm sorry. I'm going to give this to Reggie. He, I'm going to give this to Reggie. 
<laughs> you asked me a million times. I will. I won't budge from it. Reggie Steele, comedian Reggie Steele, former. But wait, he played basketball. He did. And he played college basketball, and he played overseas in Croatia. Or uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He played in Mipos, where Balky is from. <laughs> <laughs> Does that disqualify him? Joey, is he disqualified? I'm not sure. I think he's disqualified. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what a bracket buster. <laughs> I'm okay, sorry, well, then, Reggie. Uh, I, I, I also cannot choose Mahershala Ali, then, uh-huh. <laughs> for the same reason. Uh, hold on. Uh, Sean, you have 12 seconds to come up with a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go with... Uh, Matthew Delavadova and Patty Mills are both ineligible. We are going to go with Poet Laureate Robert Haas. Oh, my God. My favorite teacher from Berkeley. He was the best professor that we had. He spent our – he is a Poet Laureate. He's a genius, really, and he kind of looks like uh, – he kind of looked like uh, a half Bernie Sanders, half Elton John, and he kind of had that same energy – and one time in a, we had a class with 200 students in it, you know, it was just like a lower level class. <laughs> and on the first day he called roll, he, uh, he went through every person's last name and asked us questions about it and get, tried to guess where we were. And it did kind of feel like racial profiling. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go back to James Gandalf. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love Robert Haas, though, but I'm going to give it to Gandolfini over here. All right. So that brings us to we got to keep we got to move this bracket along. Uh, David Angel, the guy who created Frasier and Wings and died in 9-11 versus Seth Rich. Oh, man. Two dead guys. (laughs) Uh, You know, how did Seth Rich die? Well, they both were killed by the Clintons, right? I mean, (laughs) both of these guys. (laughs) I mean, I'm went out like Vince Foster, right? The same, the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Well, wait. I'm gonna go with David Angel on this one again. I think it's just too strong. I mean, Frazier and. The Wings. way he flew it, the flu, he actually flew into both towers. I don't know if you knew this, but they thought it couldn't be, but he, he flew into both of them. And so I, I'm going to have it. I'm going to give it to David Angel. He's uh, advancing. All right. Our next round is definitely two white dudes who have problems with women. Neil LeBute versus Todd McFarlane, the guy who created Spawn. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, well, Neil Butte looks like if you dropped a bar of soap in a prison shower, uh, so I'm gonna go, uh, uh, I'm gonna give it to Todd. Yeah. I think it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to, uh, number 12, uh, sorry, number 5 Auburn versus number 13 North Texas. Jimmy Wales, the creator of Wikipedia, versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, okay. Well, this is this is a very difficult choice because you've got you're looking at Wikipedia.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Is it .org? I, I don't know. <laughs> I know they constantly talk about it being a non-profit. It is yeah, .org. That, it is .org. <laughs> yeah, that's shady, dude. They're trying to pretend like this shit's a non-profit. <laughs> asking, asking me for 3 or $4 once a year so I could fucking look up Erica Badu's birthday. <laughs> yeah, and then what, you know, Steve, at least fucking Steve Cold, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin is straight up with saying that his Broken Skull Ranch website is brokenskullranch.com. He's not trying to pretend he's a nonprofit. He's just trying he's just a burly ass American man and that's why he's advancing to the next round. Hell stuff. yeah, dude. Austin 316. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Joey now- Joey is like drinking two beers at once. <laughs> All right, and now I think this is the hardest matchup we have had in the entire tournament so far. We have two beloved uh, actors. We've got Mandy Patinkin versus James Gandolfini. Oh, man. This is tough. I see. I see, I've never gotten past the second episode of The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I've tried several times. I think it's what I might be doing for the next couple months. You're gonna love is it, watching so The good. Sopranos, best show ever. Um, it that's what people say. You know, I thought it was Mike and Molly, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but have have either of them been on Mike and Molly? That's the question. Um, if one of them has. I would say I bet you Mandy Patinkin's got the range. He's got the range to be in that <laughs> in that show, but but I'm now I'm stuck on this Enigma Montoya thing. You know that could that role could have gone to, to Jimmy Trejo. Smith. It could have gone to Jimmy Smith. You know J- Jimmy Smith and make those tights sing, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm gonna give this to the I'm gonna give this to Jan- Gandolfini because. I am supporting, I am with our Italian brothers right now, and Gandalf, <laughs> it means wizard in Italian, so I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to give this to Jimbo Gandolfini, y'all, R.I.P. You know, he, he did die in Italy, too, so. Yeah. See, I'm doing it, doing it from our Italian brothers and sisters, and listeners out there, yeah. All right, that brings us to, uh... Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, versus David Angel, the creator of Frasier, who died in 9-11. Yo, Taliban till I die, David Angel, you're going to the big show, baby. (laughs) All right. Gandolfini versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, Boy, this man. is a matchup. Oh man, America, so much- America versus Italy. But guess where I live? I live in the USA. Stone Cold, you're moving on this big show. All right, and that to make the final four, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus David Angel, the man who created Wings and died in 9-11. Uh-oh, uh-oh, it's USA versus the Taliban. I gotta go with our brown brothers and sisters overseas, David Angel! <laughs> Chris, I'm listening. You're going all the way. I'm I am listening. I am ISIS and I am listening. That's another, you know what? Last week we had Gary Webb, uh, tragic figure... Uh, make it all the way to the final four. 
And this week we've got David Angel. What a beautiful country we live in. Sean, what do you think Jim Nance would say when David Angel advanced to the final four? Wait, say that again? What do you think, uh, what would uh, Jim Nance's line be for David Angel advancing to the final four? Okay. Um, In a tournament that has been heavenly, the final four just got an angel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that brings us to the southeast bracket. How you feeling, Chris? How you feeling? Good? Uh, well, I hear the brackets calling, David Angel and Scramble Decks. Let's do this! All right. Our first matchup, we have number one Baylor versus number 16 Winthrop. And Winthrop literally has one single famous person that ever went there, and that is Andy McDowell. Sean, oh, wow. who from Baylor is going up against uh, Miss Four Weddings and a Funeral? Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize that Terry Fader would be in the tournament. I went with Jeff Dunham, (laughs) uh, the most reprehensible man from Baylor. And yes, I know that college basketball player murdered his teammate, but they're both ineligible. So I went with the worst remaining person, Jeff Dunham, racist puppeteer. Let's make it interesting. Dunham, you're moving on. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. Also, I want to mention that for no reason at all, my mom has had a deep loathing for Andy McDowell to the point that once someone brought her up at dinner and she was just like, ah, that bitch. Where does that come from? I think she didn't like her character in the movie Michael. But uh, as far as we know, Andy McDowell is a wonderful person. Yeah, I'm on on Team Shaz on this one. Shaz Keen can do no wrong in my book. All right, that brings us to number 15, North Dakota State versus number two, Kentucky. For North Dakota State, I almost went Elon Omar, but instead I went with Alf Clausen, the composer for The Simpsons. Oh, man. That's tough. I mean, his name's Alf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's he, all I really He wrote need the to monorail know. song. Uh, Sean, <laughs> who is Kentucky starting? Uh, they're starting actor Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, Paris, Texas. I mean, the, I mean, the, Harry Dean's gonna can go all the way. Yeah, he, for sure, he's, dude. <laughs> he's got Final Four energy. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, I thought he died recently, but he died three years ago. But he also died twenty five years ago. I'm gonna go with Harry Dean Stanton. He's amazing. I love him. He can do no wrong in my book. Uh, all right, then we have uh, number three Duke. Versus number 14, Belmont. I had Belmont. I could have went Trisha Yearwood. But you know what? Not funny enough. So we're starting DJ Qualls, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, America's weirdest looking white man. (laughs) DJ Qualls. From from Road Trip. From uh, Hustle and Flow. From uh, oh my God. Uh, other 
teen movies in the 90s. He's got he's got the name of a DJ and the face of a gummo character. Yeah. <laughs> he I looks like he he's, was... eating, he's eating spaghetti in a bathtub face. He's got that type of... I thought he was the kid from Gummo when I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> the kid, that kid broke out. Oh, yeah. That's tragic. I mean, got, it's good for character acting, I guess. <laughs> Who you got, Keen? Uh, so Duke has a lot of horrible, horrible people. Let me just give you a short list. Richard Nixon, uh, White, <laughs> Whitewater Prosecutor uh, Ken Starr, Tucker <laughs> Max, uh, Stephen Miller, uh, Dr. Ken Jong. So... <laughs> Just, just the worst people in the world all went to Duke. Uh, so I had to pick the one redeeming person I could find, and I went with um, Nick Galifianakis. <laughs> Nick Galifianakis' congressman uncle. Oh, man. Uh, what... What are his politics, Dina? <laughs> I mean, uh, he's, a de- he's a Democrat, which is why he did not stay in office that long. <laughs> so uh, let's see. He's also a cartoonist. That's and, uh Does does he have a twin? Okay. Um, you know, I feel bad for DJ Qualls. I mean, I shouldn't. You know, he's in good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does say uh, on his Wikipedia page... Um, I'm sorry, Jimmy Wales, that I kicked you out, and I'm still using your website. But unfortunately, Steve, uh, BrokenSkullRanch.com does not have that much information about it. Uh, DJ Qualls says that he's a actor, producer, and model. Go fuck yourself. It's Nick Alphanakis, everybody. Nick, you are moving on. I'm sorry. He is actually um, not – he's not a cartoonist. There's a separate – Political. There's a there's a a, a, a separate um, Nick Galifianakis. Who is his nephew? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow. Okay. So this is. Um, I'm. And yeah. He's, he's married to the lady who writes a column that only runs alongside comics too. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't change anything yeah. for me. I'm sticking with Nick Galifianakis <laughs> on this. All right. Now we're moving on to. Number 13, Akron, versus number 4, Louisville. I had Akron, and you know what? The only real famous people that uh, went to Akron were the Black Keys, but Uh the Black Keys are not for Joey, so you know who's starting (laughs) for Akron? Uh, Nurse Mary E. Gladwin, a Red Cross nurse who nursed in three wars, the Spanish-American War, the Russo-Japanese War, and World War I. <laughs> One of America's most famous nurses, but not famous enough where anyone knows her name. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that's I, how much you hate the Black Keys. Uh, I, that is I, wild. I gotta say something to the Black Keys. How you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> the Black Keys are kind of like if a Target t-shirt started a band. And, uh, uh, but so I respect Mary Gladwin. Uh, what do you got, Keen? Um, you know, I almost went with uh, crime novelist Sue Grafton, who writes the <laughs> A is for alibi stories. But I went with James Patterson instead. <laughs> no, not the James Patterson who writes mystery stories, the founder of Long John Silvers. <laughs> uh, 
Ah, wow. Well, I think that's more impressive than being on the front lines of three wars. I'm going to give this to uh, James Patterson. I mean, come on. What kind of if you if you can name your own restaurant, your own fish restaurant, and you name it Long John Silver's, you have a you have a you have like that beautiful mind mind, um, <laughs> except for with letters on a chalkboard and like a piece of fried fish as an inspiration, and you you came up with Long John Silver's. I, I'm gonna go. I mean, he can take it all the way in my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 12, Stephen F. Austin versus number 5, Ohio State. I had Stephen F. Austin, and uh, Stephen F. Austin had Don Henley, Ooh. which I think Ooh. means Stephen F. Austin was one of the boys of summer. <laughs> uh Okay, so Ohio State, I almost there were there were two great steins that went to um Ohio State, RL and Roy Lichten. <laughs> but um <laughs> ultimately I had to go with Kim Deal. Kim Deal, oh no, this uh, is a real ringer on. for Garcia. So it's oh, Kim Deal. God. Do you even have to From ask? the Pixies versus Don Henley from the <laughs> fucking Eagles? Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel California, Don. You are, you're staying in there, buddy. You're not going. You're not leaving this bracket. Uh, you're not leaving this seat. Uh, Kim. Uh-oh. Kim. Kim's coming in like a cannonball, yeah. everybody. <laughs> she is rolling along. All right, number six, Iowa versus number 11, East Tennessee State. For East Tennessee State, I went with, he's one of the revenge, he's one of the members of the Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, he was 30-something. He directed episodes of uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, actor Timothy Busfield, baby. <laughs> Oh, wow. Pretty good, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, you know, and I had, uh... Also, he was on the West Wing. I should also point that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, I, here, I was very tempted. Iowa has a lot of great authors, uh, John Irving and Flannery O'Connor, but I went with perhaps a more acclaimed writer, uh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. <laughs> Man, you could have gone with Ashton Kusher's twin brother, but you went with uh, Tom Arnold. You know, my wife went to Iowa. I went to the uh, I went to the Rose Bowl uh, where Iowa played Stanford, and Stanford trounced Iowa. And uh, the Stanford assholes were just like talking mass shit and. They're being super brats during the first half of the game. And Tom Arnold somehow got into the announcer's booth <laughs> and went on this huge rant and told Stanford to go fuck themselves. And uh, I'm going to have to give it to the guy. The guy's a weirdo. But he's, <laughs> he's got there's something about him that day. He really won me over. Oh, he's uh, got so, a lot of powerful energy, I feel like. Oh, yeah, that's called cocaine. And it's still in the system. 
and, uh, even though he hasn't yeah. done it for like 20 years oh <laughs> yeah it's still up it's still in there there's still some down by his he's put one up his nose but i'm sure there's still some down by his ankles and his calves <laughs> down there uh i don't know how the bloodstream works but uh yeah i think uh yeah i'm gonna go with tom arnold all right, so that brings us to number seven, Illinois, versus number 10, USC. I had a lot of strong choices Oof. here uh, for USC. I could have went LeVar Burton. I could have <laughs> went Dr. Drew. I could have went OJ. I could have went Judge Wapner. But instead, I also could have went Olivia wow. Jade Giannulli, who I almost <laughs> went <laughs> with. But instead, I went with Gary Dean Anderson, uh, who... Oh, TV's MacGyver? No. Uh, he's the man who designed the international symbol for recycling. <laughs> 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 and I was looking it up, and this is a crazy-ass story. This, kid, this guy, he was like 22 years old. He saw a poster that was like, submit uh, a symbol for recycling... <laughs> Uh, and we'll give you $2,000. <laughs> and he did it, and then never graphic designed anything ever again. Wow. Wow. Contest um, winner, Gary Dean Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, who, wow. is, who is Illinois going up against with the man who designed the international symbol for recycling? Uh, we almost went with Roger Ebert here, but I picked Shell Silverstein. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay, here's the thing, but oh, here's the thing here. Gary Dean Anderson did come up with an iconic symbol mm-hmm. once. <laughs> <laughs> Never did it again. We're talking about a one-hit wonder Versus Shell Silverstein putting up bangers left and right. We're going with Shell Silverstein, baby. We are going with Shell Silverstein. Also, when I was a little kid, his headshot, I always, I don't know, did he always seem that he was a black and white picture? He was bald, he has a beard, but was he ever wearing a shirt? I, I, in my head, it always looked like he was never wearing a shirt. And I, man, I thought that was the coolest thing Dude, in the world. Dude, his headshots always looked so fucked up, though. He looked scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to see something scary? How about three green arrows moving in a triangle? <laughs> Explain that to a child. Where are those arrows going? Why are they doing that? Uh, I'm going with Shel Silverstein. Oh no, I'm looking up. I'm looking up his headshot. He's always wearing a shirt. Okay, I was wrong. No, no, uh, there was. Strange... He definitely was not wearing a shirt in some of those. There's one where he's like <laughs> leaning back, wearing a guitar, playing a guitar. And he's shirtless and uh, shoeless, for sure. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, this is where the sidewalk ends. (laughs) Uh, For Dean Anderson, I'm sorry. We're going with Shell. This is where... All right. Okay. This is my strongest one, I think. We've got number eight, Houston, versus number nine, Marquette. Okay. Uh, Here are some names that I didn't go with. Tom Snyder, host of uh, The Tomorrow Show. Bob Odenkirk. Dan Harmon. And Chris Farley. Some heavy hitters, right? That I had to pass on. So you know who I went with? None of those guys are an author. 
a television personality, a fashion icon, and most importantly, have never taught me in multiple scam books how to get free money from the government. <laughs> I went with Matthew Lesko, the man who wears the question mark suit and yells on daytime TV about how to get free money from the government. Wow. Okay. That's a strong that's a strong choice right there. <laughs> very good. That's very good. And uh look, I have the University of Houston. It's I, I had some choices. Uh old Sheldon himself, Jim Parsons, <laughs> uh millionaire, um, Robert Arliss Wool. But after this week, I couldn't help but pick my man, the gambler himself. Technically, the gambler's friend, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, uh, this is a tough one. I mean, Matthew Lesko. Dresses like the Riddler. He dresses like the Riddler. He <laughs> looks like he was, like, a, raised, like, alone in a toy store for 12 years. <laughs> so, you know, like, he was just, instead of being raised by wolves, he was just... <laughs> <laughs> raised by like connect four or something and that's a that's a wild energy that i can respect but kenny rogers is a true american r.i.p died last week we got to give it to kenny he's a sentimental choice he is the kobe bryant of this bracket let's All go right. let's, we're going with kenny on this front okay so that ends the first round in a shocking upset only because kenny rogers died if this had happened a week ago matthew lesko certainly would have won <laughs> um <laughs> We have oh, this just in. Matthew Lesko <laughs> passes away this morning from the coronavirus. Oh my god, we're gonna oh, go! No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Upset City! <laughs> Upset City. Okay, okay. All, all right, right all that right. brings us Keep to... I'm gonna say the the hardest matchup of this, uh, this round, of uh, this bracket, this side of the bracket so far. You have Shel Silverstein, uh, the man who wrote A Boy Named Sue... Versus Harry uh, Dean Stanton, the star of Repo Man. Uh, this is very tough, but I mean, Shel Silverstein is a huge part of my childhood and my love of reading and my imagination. Um, and I'm going to have to go with Shel. I'm going to go with Shel on this uh, one. He's, he's going far. He's we going might... far. <laughs> All right. Then that brings us to Tom Arnold versus Zach Galifianakis' brother, Nick Galifianakis. <laughs> no, it's his uncle. It's his uncle. His uncle, sorry. <laughs> oh man, this is this is tough. This is this is a sad one. This is a sad one. This is like one of those games where they only score four points. Yeah. Uh, and it's a final. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see, you know, Nick's only really famous with, well, he did his own thing, but he's only in here because Zach is his nephew or whatever. I'm going to go with Tom Arnold. I'm going to, I got to go with Tom. I'm going (laughs) to go with Tom. That does feel like when, um, you're like really rooting for an upset and then the second round happens and you have to watch a 12 and 13 play each other. Oh no. These teams suck. Yeah, I know. That's rough. All right. Okay. Well, next comes our far and away, uh, our weirdest matchup. We have Kim (laughs) deal (laughs) from the pixies and the breeders 
versus James Patterson, not the author, but the founder of Long John Silvers. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god, this is so difficult. Um, but if I had to pick one over the other, I mean, to be in the Pixies, to leave the Pixies, and then go on. To be in the breeders. <laughs> I mean, a Kim Deal forever. I think it's going to be tough to beat Kim Deal. Uh, yeah. All right. Kelly Deal, tougher Kim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then this is going to This is our biggest blowout of the entire tournament, I think. Uh, we have Jeff Dunham versus Kenny Rogers. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Cedars. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this Kenny Rogers. I mean, Kenny Rogers is almost like my pick for him was so sentimental, but it's also like if you ever watch like American Idol and they have someone come in and, uh, you know, they have uh, maybe they have like three eyeballs on one side of their face (laughs) and they're missing the lower half of their body and they're uh, and and so they move on to the next round, you know, because because they uh, they sang yellow submarine through a kazoo you know and you're like well i guess we're gonna give it to them but then they get to the next round and then ne- the person in the next round is singing with racist puppets uh, against them I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to the racist puppets every day like i don't agree with them but i don't have to agree with them to be entertained all right i don't mean Dun- yeah. so is that dunham moving on is that what you're saying that's jeff dunham baby he's back man jeff dunham Terry Fedor must feel terrible listening to this right now. <laughs> he that, got knocked that, out in round one, and Den- Dunham's romping. <laughs> that that backwash hack. Fuck that guy. <laughs> guys, that guy's Jeff Dunham's backwash, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, now- Jeff Dunham's got... He's in the LAX airport. He's in LaGuardia. Terry Fader's at fucking Burbank. Grow up, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> All right. Now it's uh, Tom Arnold versus Shell Silverstein. Oh, man. This is, I mean, too huge. I mean, basically, my my childhood was formed by these two men. I mean, <laughs> Shell Silverstein. And then Tom Arnold just made me want to aspire to do drugs and marry outside of my weight class. And so that's, you learn a lot from that. And, you know, I'm going to have to go with Tom Arnold on this. I'm just going to have to go with Tom. He's doing great. He's, yeah. Plus he's, he's still alive. What good can Shell do me now? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Tom. All right. That brings us to see who's facing Tom Arnold in the elite eight. We've got Jeff Dunham versus Kim Deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, this is tough. Okay. Well, so Kim is amazing, and I think she's an icon. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Keep going. I, let's, we agree, we agree on that, right? But oh, like, yeah. has she ever? <laughs> I mean, driving on nine, so many good songs, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Oh God, Last Splash is amazing. Mm-hmm. But has she ever like she had what's her peanut? I mean, <laughs> Cannonball was great, but then I, well, did they make other big videos after that? But don't I you mean, think like uh, is, she, is she even on Netflix? Is, is Kim Deal even on Netflix right now? That's my question. Isn't um, this monkey gone to heaven about a puppet though? Oh, oh, my, oh, man! Yeah, it's actually it's actually more racist. That song's about Ahmed the dead. <laughs> oh my god! Calling him an ape—that is messed up. Well, if you could out-racist Jeff Dunham, I'm on your side. Kim Deal's back, baby. Kim Deal is, She takes it. Buy a hair. Buy. Yeah. All right. And that brings us to the Elite Eight. Kim Deal versus Tom Arnold. <laughs> oh, God. This is getting, nobody saw it coming. This is getting tougher and tougher. Uh, I mean, oh, God. Um... Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Tom Arnold's wife files restraining order. Tom Arnold um, files police report. Uh, Tom, I'm looking up all these Tom Arnold mm-hmm. things, and um, I mean, he's building a, str- a strong case for himself here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I gotta go. I, you know, I'm. I gotta go with Kim. I think I you're mean, right. I, I think, think that's the right choice, Chris. <laughs> I gotta go with Kim. I mean, if Tom had a stronger puppet game, maybe we'd be a little closer here, but I think Kim takes it all the way. All right, so that sets the table for our final four, which you can... Joey, who are the seeds? I, I'm gonna get there, <laughs> but that... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can vote for those on our Twitter account for the next week. Uh, from the uh, the one from the left side, we have John Tesh from Entertainment Tonight. Uh, our podcast is named after a song he wrote. Versus Gary Webb, the reporter who uncovered that the CIA uh, was in charge, of, was responsible for the crack cocaine epidemic. Versus uh-huh. David Angel, the man who created Frasier and Wings and who died in 9-11. Versus uh-huh. Kim Deal from the Pixies <laughs> and the Breeders. <laughs> So that's right. Vote for David Angel versus Kim Deal and John Tesh versus Gary Webb at Round Rock Pod on Twitter. Man, this one is of tough. those will this be your is... college basketball champion. It can go anyway, ladies and germs. It could go anyway. This is. Uh, and this is scarier than the 2020 election. I I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to find out. So, yeah, your college basketball champion is either going to come from uh, NC State, Northern Kentucky, uh-huh. uh, Ohio State, or um, Providence. <laughs> <laughs> no high seeds have, have continued on. Uh, that's our show for today. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. That was so fun. Thanks for having me. What would you like to plug? 
you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Chris Garcia or listen to my podcast. Uh, it's called Scatters, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, wherever you find podcasts. It's the best podcast of the year, and I'm including the one where we went through every NBA owner to decide if they knew Jeffrey Epstein or not. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. High honors. Um, Sean, do you have anything you would like to plug? <laughs> Sean, anything you want to plug? Um, you know, I'm going to have a thing on Yard Barker. We did a March Madness uh, bracket with great NBA teams of the last uh, two decades. And so that should be up, uh, I think, Friday. Awesome. Um, great. Yeah. And then as for me... You can always Oh, as for me, I was on for the third week in a row. I was in the who on the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast. We watched all of the VH1 Divas. Uh it's really funny, I think. Uh but more importantly, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. We're on <laughs> 6 2814. I tweeted, my neck hurts. <laughs> Um, Sean, did you write a song? I didn't this week. What? But that doesn't mean, look, that doesn't mean I don't have a song, Joey. Oh, thank God. This time, I'm doing a good old-fashioned cover. And, uh, it's a song that a lot of us get used to hearing, uh, in this month, and it's not gonna be playing, except on Round Ball Rock. Joey, I recorded a cover of One Shining Moment. Oh, hell yeah. Um... Well, that will be playing after this, but before we go, I should say, follow Ben Seidman on Instagram and on YouTube for all your magical needs. Follow Chris Garcia, um, and uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all vote for who's going to win the final four, and also get Paul Millsap <laughs> to get free magic coaching. <laughs> but I pity the fool. The general idea of the CIA dealing drugs um, was something that the American mainstream press had never written about before. Commissioner Silver, Brandon Scoopy Robinson, Basketball Society. There you are. This ain't paper, this is the Broken Skull Ranch. You're a shooting star in all the years. No one knows. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Now it shows. This is Amanda Pete. I love you so much. In one shining moment, it's all. We are worried that Brian Wilson is going to follow Elvis. Frozen in time. I'm running a live national broadcast. Can you threaten me later? I'm Todd McFarlane, and I created Spawn. The time is short. And the road is long In the blinking of an eye Oh, that moment's gone And when it's done We don't lose Hi, I'm Bob Vila. Welcome home again Cause inside you knew The one shining moment You reached deep inside One shining moment You knew you were alive Hey! I want to dance with somebody. My slice of gabagool. 
beat of your heart Feel the wind My name is Jimmy Wales It's more than a contest It's more than a that Nike shoes, Apple computer, and even H. Ross Perot have used government money programs to help make their millions, and you can too. Hi, this is a message for me about the NBA theme. Here's an idea. It goes like this. One shining moment you were willing to try. One shining moment you knew. One shining Toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.